What was something surprising that you learned from Refuse to Use? Uh, that what your parents tell you isn't it. There's more that you need to know. We'll hear about the Refuse to Use program, in which students at nine Southern Vermont schools can earn access to a local skating rink, a theater festival, even a ski pass, just for attending five after-school substance abuse awareness sessions, and by pledging to remain substance-free. But this is more than a substance abuse awareness program. It's also a model of how schools and community organizations can partner with families in talking with students. It's a model of how communities can start conversations with and about students and their families, with schools as the common ground. And it can be seen as a kind of blueprint for how communities can come together to have the difficult conversations that need having, especially those involving young Vermonters. Rachel Mark, who works here at the Tarrant Institute and co-produced this episode, interviewed Southern Vermonters connected with the Refuse to Use program. Rachel has a unique perspective as a longtime educator of middle grade students. And more importantly, as the mom of a Refuse to Use participant, she attended the program's events for parents. I, I do remember feeling like the conversations were kind of awkward, but that was a good thing. You know, they were conversations that need to, to be had. Brainchild of the Londonderry, Vermont-based nonprofit The Collaborative, Refuse to Use is based off of hyper-localized regional information about substance abuse. It's grounded in an ongoing feedback loop with community members. And by partnering with local community businesses, Refuse to Use tries to address that universal complaint heard in rural areas all over the country. So uh, the cry in any town from any teenager anywhere is there's nothing to do. And so we want to provide as many things to do that do not involve alcohol and drugs as possible. Meet Marianne Morris. My name is Marianne Morris. I'm the executive director of The Collaborative. We are a youth substance use prevention organization in Londonderry, Vermont, and our work extends through Bennington County and up through Windsor County. So the Refuse to Use program is kind of one of our, our gold Gold programs and um, it's a partnership with Stratton Mountain, Riley Rink, and Viking Nordic Center and the Dorset Theater Festival and nine schools in our surrounding area, middle through high school. Families volunteer to sign up. They sign a pledge to be and remain substance-free for the duration of the program, which is essentially from September until April. Of course, we want them to be substance-free after that, but that's the agreement for that, for that piece of time. We want to give young people enough excuses so that when they're out and about, they can say no as frequently as possible um, when they're offered drugs or alcohol. The feedback that I'm most proud of is that uh, young people are grateful to have a reason to say no. I, I, you know, I, if they're at a party or if they're invited to a party, no, I can't. I'm in the Refuse to Use program because they value the um, pass that they get. The majority of students who participate in the program choose a basically free ski pass to the major attraction central to all nine currently participating schools, Stratton Mountain. It's kind of a big deal. Just ask Rachel's 8th grade son and Refuse to Use participant, Calvin. Why did you choose, Calvin, to be part of Refuse to Use? Uh, mainly because of the Stratton Pass, which is, was on a wicked sale. 
At the beginning of each year, the Refuse to Use program examines the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, a data set released by the CDC that monitors health risk behaviors in young adolescents. The data is so fine-grained that it provides Refuse to Use organizers with a pretty vivid picture of substance abuse behaviors throughout the nine towns in which the program is active. And when you look at the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, the alcohol, the 30-day reported alcohol use is around 30%. But for the young people who are in our group, that's significantly lower. We uh, monitor the Youth Risk Behavior Survey to see where we need to guide our, our efforts. Um, in one community, texting and driving was a really big number and we wanted to help reduce that so even though it's not a substance we decided to do some um, pieces about that. Our numbers for vaping in um, Bennington County specifically are really pretty high and although tobacco use among youth is decreased and is sitting at a pretty you know reasonable level at about seven percent for our community the 30-day vaping use is really high it's across the board it's just become a, a new thing. In case you aren't familiar with the term, vaping involves filling a plastic cigarette-like holder with liquid, which is then heated to the point where it becomes a vapor, which is then inhaled. So-called vapable liquids range in content from candy and fruit-flavored vegetable glycerin to nicotine, alcohol, or marijuana. And right now, educator Micah Hare is leading a refuse-to-use session on vaping at the Dorset School in Dorset, Vermont. So um, there's been a lot of talk, and I know that you've heard about it, um, about vaping this year and how it has become um, kind of a popular thing for teenagers to do, and they think it's a substitute. Um, I, it's what I've been told, that it's a healthy alternative to smoking. What is vaping? Uh, how's it used? What could you put in these containers or these baking pens. So I see I don't know. You're gonna tell me what all this is, right? Um, and then we're going to do a quick presentation. Um, after that 10 minutes, spend a few minutes just uh, seeing, oh I didn't actually read that in my research. Where did you get that? Um, and any kind of resources you want to share. Uh, my name is Micah Hare. I teach middle school math, particularly uh, 7th and 8th grade math right now at the Dorset School in Dorset, Vermont. Uh, I kind of just heard around in the hallway that they were in need of a coordinator um, for the Refuse to Use program. And uh, so I looked into it and I said, I can do that. There are 20 students that signed up. I've got 18 that have officially completed the program. One student who has one more event to make up. And uh, so 19 out of 20, I guess not bad. Um, each student, uh, must or each participant must um, participate in five total events um, starting in September. They usually have a big kickoff. Um, we've also done uh, dialogue night, which is something that they do as the fourth event. Um, and parents are invited to come. In fact, they're in, uh, they're required to come so that they can kind of see what the program's all about, one, and that they can communicate with their child. Um, or other people's children so that they are aware as well of the different things. I know many parents who are not familiar with vaping um, and so things like that, um, it's, it's informative for parents as well. 
One of the most interesting things about the refuse to use model has nothing to do with substance abuse and everything to do with people. Because the curriculum isn't just based on data. It operates on a continual feedback loop from community members, people who might not have access to the Youth Behavior Risk Survey, but who see what's going on in their communities just the same. Specifically with the Refuse to Use program, we'll take a core group of the volunteers from all of the schools and we'll select maybe 20 different statistics that seem either really good or really wonky to us and present them to the core group of volunteers and say, what do you guys think are important? Because the volunteers are either parents or teachers, paraeducators in the school. So where I'll look at a statistic and say, all right, that's great, but I'd rather work in this area, they're going to say, this is important and here's why. One of those parents who can provide feedback on the Refuse to Use program is East Dorset resident Julie Walsh. She has two children who've participated in the program, and she was herself a parent participant. Julie Walsh, East Dorset, Vermont, and I have one child at the Dorset School and one child at Burn Burton Academy. And so both of those children have participated in the Refuse to Use program? Yes. Cool. What, what has been your opinion of the program? What have you um, thought of their involvement? Uh, I've really liked it. I think that it is beneficial for kids to have outside um, influence or, or information about drugs and alcohol. And I think it's great when that comes from someplace other than parents. Mm -hmm. And I think when it's in that refuse to use with peers, it can mean a lot more than if a parent says something. Mm -hmm. Right. Have you noticed any increase or decrease in usage in this area that has been participating and refused to use? I have, I've not noticed an increase in overall population. I can say of the incidents that I've heard of kids either vaping or the times kids have been caught with alcohol, I have noticed that those are kids that are not involved in the refuse to use program. Mm. So. I don't know if that, it could be just random that that's how it's come out, but I have thought that's interesting. Do you think there's any advice you could give to other parents around participating in this program? I think, I personally think it is very worthwhile. I think, you know, just based off my two kids, I think that they have gotten information. They don't love going to these, but they have, I think it's worked for them. I think that hearing it with peers and they do definitely have peer discussions more than they would if we didn't have this kind of program. Mm -hmm. And it actually forces them to have the conversations. Of course, the best way to find out about the Refuse to Use program is by asking one of the students participating in it. So Rachel sat down with her son, Calvin, and did exactly that. Um, why did you choose, Calvin, to be part of Refuse to Use? Uh, mainly because of the Stratton Pass, which is, was on a wicked sale, and I wanted to have the knowledge of Refuse to Use. Cool. Um, what was something surprising that you learned from Refuse to Use? Uh, that what your parents tell you isn't it. There's more that you need to know. When you're at, like, my age, like 13, uh, your parents haven't necessarily told you everything. Like, this helps because it tells you things that you don't know and informs you. 
So you learned things yeah. about drugs and alcohol. It doesn't just talk. It's not like watching a video. It's interactions. Mm-hmm. Seeing what you can learn. And there were new things you learned about drugs and alcohol. Correct. So um, can you think of any ways the program could be improved? I think it could be improved if they asked you what you need to learn. Like, instead of them having a planned agenda, they could uh, be like, all right, so we're going to hand out a piece of paper and everyone write down something they're curious about on this topic. Great idea. So the coordinators and the facilitators would be asking the students what they thought they needed to know. Correct. Cool. Good idea. Would you participate in the program again? Yes. And why? For the, the free the Stratton Pass. For the free pass. And so the you must have enjoyed the program at least okay. Yeah. It's definitely worth it for anyone out there who's considering. We all know that no one substance abuse prevention method can entirely prevent young Vermonters from experimenting with alcohol, drugs, or tobacco. But Vermont's one of many states currently reeling from the effects of opioid abuse across the population. So having students become better informed about risk and choice is the foundation for many useful conversations. Some people wonder if using the extrinsic motivation of a ski pass is the best method of getting students to complete the program. But the numbers don't lie. 19 out of 20 students at the Dorset School completed the Refuse to Use program. That means that 19 middle grade students in one rural Vermont school voluntarily showed up to five different events outside of school to talk about drugs with their peers and a moderator. And one of those events even involved their parents. John Larson is the manager of the Riley Rink at Hunters Point. Students in the Refuse to Use program can choose a Riley Rink pass for participating in Refuse to Use. The rink also hosts broom ball nights with the collaborative. Here's what Larson thinks as an organization participating in the program and as a community member. If it's a Friday, Saturday night and they're sitting around and they're kind of bored, because you hear that a lot in Vermont, you know, it gets dark early and there's not a lot to do and they're just... What are, the, what are the choices? And if, if someone knows that they can come here and hang out for a couple hours and be amongst peers, it gives you an opportunity to make a healthy choice because it's being made available to you. That's the first step, is to have something out there to choose. And providing that, it's good for us. Hopefully it's good for these kids out there that don't have, they don't think they have anything to do. So it's a win-win. I'd encourage all these communities to do it. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. The 21st Century Classroom is the podcast of the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education at the University of Vermont. This episode was produced by Audrey Homan and Rachel Mark. And huge thanks go out to Marianne Morris, Micah Hare, Julie Walsh, and Calvin Mark. Our theme music, as always, is by Dirtwire, and you can find out more about them at dirtwire.net. This episode also featured music from Kevin McLeod, Santiago Ramon, and Anoop Scoop. You can find out more about the Refuse to Use program by visiting thecollaborative.us. Good job. Yeah. You want to hear it? What's my pay? Nothing. What? Hmm. You know, not everyone gets to have a son that's directly coordinated with you.